Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Miss Tiffany Moon. Hi guys. What's going on, Tiffany? How are you? I am good. I am trying to do all of the things. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, you are a doctor after all. Did you work at the hospital today? No, today is my one day off, which I think is busier than all the days that I'm at the hospital because I try to, you know, cram in all the things that I can't do when I'm in the OR. So are you so happy that you have this day off now, as we've seen on the show? Like, has this changed everything? Yeah. I mean, one day, people are like, you're making such a big deal out of one day. And I'm like, do you know how much I can get done in one day? (laughs) It is everything. I mean, I I get to talk to lovely people such as yourself, run a couple of errands. Um, My kids have been wanting to go to the Natural History Museum. So we're going to do that. I mean, all of the things. So you're not like sleeping in and just waking up late and going to lunch? I, if I wake up and it is light outside, I'll be like, oh shit, what did I miss? Like, I'm, I'm, somebody's going to be mad at me. Like, when I wake up, it is dark outside. Same here. I'm such a morning person. I like waking up. If you feel something like when you get everything done before other people wake up. Yes. But the corollary to that is please don't text me after 10 p.m. <laughs> I am the same exact way. Like, I don't even like to do anything after 9 p.m. So I totally get it. Yeah. Any text after 9 will be responded to at 5.30 in the morning. Thank you. I couldn't agree more. Did you watch reality TV before you joined the show? I did not. I um, have seen some shows, but I'm not a TV watcher in general. Um, I'm not good at sitting in one spot for more than 30 minutes. And I honestly love to read so much um, that I would rather read a book than um, watch TV. So I wasn't much of a TV watcher for any show before this. So did you know, like, what The Housewives is all about? Like, did you know what you were getting into is basically what I'm asking. I mean, I knew what The Housewives was. I had heard of it. I could probably name some people that are on other franchises. Um, 
I knew that it was a reality show and they sort of, you know, followed you around and, and showed your life. Um, and Deandra had asked me to be on it actually prior to the year that I agreed to be on it. And I was like, mm, no, I don't think so. I don't really want people following me around, like in my house, you know, all that stuff. And totally. then I saw how much fun she was having with it. And, and she was like, please, will you just like consider it? And I was like, okay, what the heck? Why not? You know, everything in life is about timing. Like sometimes things are good, but not right now. Um, at the she asked me they weren't but then subsequently I was like you know what let me give that a try why not right why the hell not so when you started hanging out with this group and this group of women like who was the most welcoming to you I mean other than you, you knew Deandra obviously but who did you kind of feel right away took you in um I would say Stephanie was really nice to me um we um, first started hanging out. She had our first big group event at her house and um, took me aside to give me a tour of her home, which is just gorgeous. And she's just so sweet. She was like, if you ever have any questions, you can always call me. Um, you know, this is really hard at times. And I just want you to know that I'm always here for you. So that's good. Was it what you expected this whole process now that you've been through it? <laughs> No, not at all. Um, I feel like I studied for a test and I read the wrong book. Um, I thought that it was like they follow you around like at work and with your kids and with your husband. I didn't really know that there was going to be so much interpersonal conflict that we had to go through. <laughs> Well, on that note, what's harder, a season of The Housewives or four years of medical school? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I would say I have cried more um, in the last six months because of Housewives than I have ever cried before in four years of medical school, like patients dying, um, my grandmother passing, um, I have like spewed more emotion from myself um, in the last year than I think the past 10 years combined. Wow. <laughs> well, that says something. What about, you know, cause I know you talked about a lot of this on the show, you know, you said that you, I, I was the same way as a child. Like you always studied, you know, you were by the books, you know, and this was kind of like, you know, a chance to like say, Hey, Tiffany, let's go and do something fun. How was that? I mean, you had yeah, fun I mean, times. I did have fun times. Like, I don't mean, mean to make it all, you know, not fun and conflicts. Like, we had great times where I basically peed myself because I was laughing so hard at something that was going on. Um, and I have formed deeper and um, more friendships with people than I ever have before because of the show. Um, but also, there's just an element that I think you'll never understand in, unless you do it. You know right. what I mean? It, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's not like being a doctor. People are like, oh, of course it's hard to be a doctor. You have to study a lot and patients are sick and you have someone's life in your hand. But, you know, until you're in the operating room and there's a patient coding and you're responsible for running the code, you're like, oh, crap. Like, I am in it right now. Yes. I could never understand that. So you are right. What about, um, so, I mean, you obviously felt welcomed by Stephanie and, you know, you had Deandra as a friend. Like, what about, I mean, we've seen, you know, you and Carrie have had your differences. Like, what do you think it is about Carrie? Like, why were you guys oil and water? Just two different people or what would you attribute yeah. that to? 
No, I think Carrie and I are just very different people. We don't like the same things. I mean, she is an extrovert and believe it or not, I am an introvert. I recharge my batteries by staying in and reading a book and cuddling with my dog and, you know, like not talking to people and, and Carrie charges by meeting strangers and having conversations. And, you know, we, we like the same thing sometimes, but we're very different people. Are people shocked to find out that you're an introvert? I think so. I think that I've said that before to somebody and they're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, well, maybe you should go read the definition of what an introvert and an extrovert is just because I'm at a party and having lovely conversations and, you know, all those sorts of things doesn't mean that I'm not an introvert because how I define it is how do you recharge? How do you build your stamina up and, um, is it by, you know, like being with people and having them give you energy or does that take energy away from you? And then you need to go home and recharge your internal batteries. That's how I define introvert and extrovert, not like who likes to talk and who doesn't. Right. That makes sense. What about, I mean, you also talked during the season about vulnerability and like opening up and kind of showing your emotions and you weren't really necessarily in touch with that side of yourself and I mean, did that, which is okay. I'm all about that. Um, did you find like, I mean, this process helped you with that, right? Yeah. It's funny. I, I tell people, I'm like being on Real Housewives made me have so much introspection about my family, my marriage, my children, myself, um, more than probably five years of therapy, which I've been in previously. Um, <laughs> it, it the, the show, for whatever reason, because they are just so in your life, um, really causes you to stand back for a second and think, gosh, what am I doing? Like, why am I hanging out with these people? What am I doing with my life? Am I going to go to the hospital for four days a week, every day for the next 30 years? You know, like it really causes you to stop and think for a second. So you really have like these big life conversations with yourself about like, what's the meaning of life and where are we going and what does Tiffany want? <laughs> Yeah. Between, you know, a global pandemic and working as a full-time doctor during that pandemic and joining a reality TV series all in the span of a year, um, I've learned a lot about myself. <laughs> You've had a really busy year. Yeah. So maybe all these people out there that are, you know, maybe thinking they make a good housewife, if they want to get in touch with themselves, maybe save the therapy bills and just send, in a, <laughs> send, send an email to Bravo. Yeah, maybe. I could have saved a lot of money. Um, no, I think, honestly, I think I needed those five years of therapy to get myself to a place that I could be vulnerable and be on the show. Um, and I told everyone when I did the show, I said, they said, you know, is anything off limits? Are there things that you don't want to talk about on the show? And I said, no, I didn't know you could put those clauses in your contract. Um, my, if I'm going to do the show, I'm going to do the show. You know, I right. talk to me about my work, about my marriage, about my parents, about immigrating to America and learning English, about my children and how hard it is to be a working mom sometimes. Like, I don't have any secrets. I don't have any chapters of my book that you're not allowed to read. Like, I'm here for it and I'm here for all of it. That's good. I mean, that's probably why people relate to you. And that's what an audience wants in their housewives. The minute I think they feel someone's trying to hide something is when they tune out. 
I mean, on that note about like your mother and your family, like in being Asian American, like were you nervous, you know, to come into this group to meet Brandy? Like did you, did you meet Brandy before the show or? Um, I knew Brandy peripherally before the show, but it's not like she had ever come to my house or I had gone to her house, but we had been in the same room before at parties. Um, I was not nervous about meeting Brandy and hanging out with her to be on the show. I'm not sure if she feels felt that same way about me. That makes sense. What about like when you guys have this discussion, which I thought was so great, like to have such an open, honest discussion, like, you know, in people's living rooms, you know, where she said, now I feel strange around you or uncomfortable. Like, how do you handle something like that? Not even as it relates to Brandy, but just like in life, like if you've ever faced situations like that in the past. And what do you say to someone when they say something like that? Um, yeah, I think what you're referring to is, um, our dinner in Austin when she's like, I need to get something off my chest. I feel like I walk on eggshells around you and I can't be myself around you. And I was like, what? Like, I think if you rewind, you can see the look of like, what on my face? Because I'm like, here I am trying to get to know you better as a person. I told Deandra before the cast trip, I'm so excited that I'm going to be spending time with Brandy on this trip because she and I had never um, hung out just alone before. Um, And like several weeks ago, did I not tell you that you know, I forgave you and no one hates you. And, you know, we know that your video was in poor taste, but like, you know, we've forgiven you. We've moved past that. And I really do want to be friends with you. And so then when she was like, I can't be myself around you. I don't feel comfortable. I was like, what? Like, and that's, you know, you can see it in my face. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm done with this. Like, what else can you say to a person at that point? I don't think anything really, you know, I mean, I don't think... Other than forgiveness, I don't think you can really do much. It's kind of like, that's your issue, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I had given her nothing but kindness and grace and forgiveness up until then and throughout then and afterwards. And I was like, what else do you want from me? Just tell me. Right. Like, just tell me what it is. Yeah. Tell me what it is. Tell me what you want me to say so that you can stop being weird around me. What about your special relationship that we've seen with Mama D? Do you secretly want to be adopted by Mama D? <laughs> no, Deandra would kill me if I tapped into that inheritance. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I have a special relationship with Mama D because she's like my other mama. I've known her for so long. And she is so smart and has a very good understanding of my job. So a lot of the time that I'm talking to her, it's not about, you know, pretty clothes or you know, other girls or whatever, I'm telling her about things that are happening at my work um, that I'm struggling with, dealing with being a mom and trying to raise twins and dealing with research projects. And I'm so sad today because I just found out the grant that I worked on for like a year um, got denied, you know, so I would call her and, and talk to her like a normal mother daughter relationship. Most of our relationships actually have nothing to do with other people. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing 
you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day. That causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turn to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who is a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues, anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and BetterHelp really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvetrope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvetrope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. That's good. It's very nice to see that. Well, you know, that's good to know that you won't be taking Deandra's inheritance from her <laughs> at any point. What about, I know you don't watch a lot of Bravo shows, but you know, there's a lot of groups of friends that on other shows that are really friends for life, you know, and then now they're not friends. I mean, whether that would have happened if they were on TV or not, I don't know. But I mean, being on a reality show has something to do with it. Like, are you at all worried that, you know, if you're here for five years and Deandra's here for five years, like, Are you ever worried, like, maybe this close friendship that I had before the show could be affected by being on the show? I certainly hope not. I mean, I know that being on TV probably changes people, like, going through other big experiences in their life. Um, It would break my heart if something came between Deandra and I. I can't imagine that it would. I mean, we just went through this entire season, which has been really hard for both of us um, separately, and we had our um, each other's backs the whole time. So I can't imagine, but I don't know. I can't predict the future. Why do you say that you might only be a one-hit wonder? You've referred in the past, like, who knows if I'll be back next season? I might just be a one-hit wonder. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. 
They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times when I... um talk to people, they're like, so are you going to do another season? Like, that's a common question that I get asked. Um, And it's a very difficult question to answer because I want to be truthful. Um, There were times during the thing that I was like, I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. And then there were times that it's like, I'm actually gaining a lot of personal growth from this experience. You know, and my poor husband, it was like, which one is it? Like, do you love it or hate it? Because you sound schizophrenic right now. And, you know, it's like one day you ask me and I'm like, yeah, I think it's a great experience. And then the next day I'm like, no, I hate it. I'm quitting. So (laughs) I, um, the, the, the real answer is I have no idea. Um, I've not, been invited back. And if I am invited back, I'm not sure if I will continue. That will have to be a decision that I make, obviously, with um, my husband and probably ask for my mom and Auntie Chen's blessing as well. Um, But I don't know. I really don't know. It sounds like studying for a test, like when, you know, you're studying for like the MCATs or like I took the LSATs, like one day you're like, I'm so going to pass this. Everything makes sense. Then you go to bed and you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, I don't know anything and I'm going to fail. <laughs> yeah. Kinda sometimes similar. you take a practice test and you're like, I aced that practice test. Like I'm going to be in the 95th percentile. And then you take another practice test and you're like, what the heck? So it's, it's up and down. It's a lot of up and down with the show. What about, speaking of like Carrie, you guys had some issues. What about Cameron? I mean, I know you guys had your issues on the show, kind of worked them out. And now I know like she's blocked you on social media. (laughs) Ooh, I'm so upset. (laughs) I can't, I can't wait to be let back in. Um, I, she did, she was not nice to me. Um, she, I thought she was going to be nice to me. I thought our love for the color pink would align us together and we would be pink princesses and talk about fashion and our love for our dogs and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And that is not what happened. She, um, I don't know. She didn't want me to be part of that circle. I guess I never felt welcomed by her. Huh. Heading into, we don't give me any spoilers, but heading into the reunion, you haven't been to a reunion yet. Who are you more, like, who do you think you're going to have more to work out with, Cameron or Carrie? Cameron. Okay. What about switching gears? Let's talk about something fun. So we all heard your tagline this season. If you are invited back and you come back, what would your tagline be for next season? Having oh been my, through- I. I don't know. Do you have suggestions? I have not thought that far. I haven't thought that far either. It's something, I mean, you would talk, maybe tie in medicine somehow. And I mean, I feel like they have to tie in medicine because that's like what I spend the majority of my life doing, you know? And I think because that wasn't shown, like people sometimes forget that, but I'm like, I was in the OR for 10 hours before this party was filmed like but you don't know that because it's not shown so people like forget it you know what I mean do you love being able to you know I think people look at you and say like I mean can you do it all you're you're doing it all I mean kids 
a day off hospital reality show, waking up when it's still dark out. <laughs> Going to sleep when it's still light out. Uh-huh. Um, you know, doing it all, I think it's it's a myth. Um, I, you know, I told you when we started this, like I'm doing all the things today and then I'm not doing some things today. Um, and we never post about all the things that we failed and the grants that were denied and the paper that never got published. You know, we only post about when we have makeup on and everything looks wonderful and great. And so I think it's a complete myth that, you know, everyone's life is pretty, pretty perfect and that nobody's ever, you know, struggling and all those things. But you know, we, we want people to, to see that version of ourselves and not the other version that's, you know, in my closet crying because I had a really tough day. Um, so I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. One of those. Well, you know, speaking of social media, you know, now that you're like, it doesn't seem like you're that upset about being boxed by Cameron. It seems like your life has gone on. <laughs> And I would have never known she blocked me, except I was trying to tag her in a group photo on Twitter. And um, I don't, I only started Twitter like during the show. I mean, I had it, but I didn't know how to tweet. And it's kind of hard to learn. It's, it's a steep learning curve for Twitter, I will say. I'm not and sure Twitter, that I'm there. So I, I get it. It's, <laughs> I, I don't understand it. I was trying to tag a group picture of all of us. And you're supposed to tag people, right? Because it's like rude if you forget to tag someone. I like right. learn all these Twitter rules. And it wasn't working. And so I asked my friend James, because he is a you know, um, Twitter expert level. And I was like, why is this not working? And like, I, I tagged Deandra, I tagged Carrie, I tagged Stephanie, and it won't let me tag Cameron. And he's like, wait a second, let me see on my phone. So he pulls up Cameron's thing on his phone. And then he was like, girl, she's blocked you. And I was like, what? Why would she do that? What does that mean? And he was like, see how I can see her thing on my phone, but you can't see it on your phone. And I was like, yeah, I see that. And he's like, that means she's blocked you. And I was like, So you've never been blocked before? I don't know. I never, I've probably been blocked by plenty of people. I just didn't try to tag them in a group photo. So I never found out about it. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny that that's how you found out. Well, that's isn't that, know now. isn't that kind of a badge of honor to have like your official first block? <laughs> I mean, I won't be putting that on my CV anytime soon. Thank you. But you do, I mean, you're active on social. So like, do you feel like you found this? I mean, like Carrie has said, I mean, you guys ended up in a good place too. And like, now you're on social all the time saying all these things about her. Like, do you find social media a way to like express yourself in detox from the hospital and like this whole other side of you? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of a hobby because I don't have many hobbies. Um, and it sort of does let me out of my hospital brain. Um, and then it's a way for me to sort of catch up and connect because guess what? I haven't made any new in person friends in the last year, but I sure as hell have made some good, you know, Twitter and um, Instagram friends because they reach out and say, I love you on the show. I'm also an immigrant. Thank you for being vulnerable. And I'm like, oh, wow, I think I just made a friend, you know? So there are the bads. I get terrible messages that have made me cry. I've made new friends that I think are wonderful people. And then I've been blocked by some people who I frankly don't care to be let back into their whatever, um, account. So it's the good, the bad, and the ugly of social media. I'm blocked by many people too. You just move on. <laughs> I'm like block away, honey. Like I wouldn't have block even known. Really. Yeah. Block away I'm, and keep scrolling. If you've got something mean to say, by the way, keep scrolling, please. 
Exactly. Have you heard from other housewives or other, you know, now that you've joined the show, like you said, you didn't watch a lot of housewives, like has have other people reached out to you from other franchises to say like, I love watching you on the show. Yeah, there's been a few that are just like, hey, girl, you're doing a great job. Love you. Um, Leah from New York City, because she was the new girl. So I think she reached out to, you know, like the other new girl. Um, uh, Monique from Potomac um, reached out to me. And then I think I would say the closest person that I actually talked to on the phone um, would be Crystal, um, who's going to be showing up on Beverly Hills soon. She and I are like actually friends and call each other. How important was it, you know, speaking of Crystal, you know, and you joining the show, like did the fact, you know, like to show like Asian American representation on TV, like was that a big part of your decision to say yes? Yeah, it really was. You know, when I was a little girl and I got my 30 minutes of screen time every week, I never saw anyone that looked like me. Um, That did not exist. And I think um, our world is changing. We are advancing the needle. And I think it is important to have little girls turn on the TV and say, oh, wow, that girl's on TV. Oh, she's a doctor. Oh, and she's a housewife. Like you can do both of those things. You know, by the way, they're not mutually exclusive. And I don't know why people sort of sometimes make it out to be. You know, a lot of my doctor friends, when they found out that I was going to be on the show, like I got a lot of heat for it. They said, you know, you're going to commit career suicide. No one's ever going to take you seriously. You're never going to publish another paper again. I wouldn't want my anesthesiologist to be a housewife. You know, I got all those comments and they hurt my feelings. Um, But never, ever did I read a book that said you can't be a good doctor and a good housewife at the same time. Yes. What's your astrological sign? I'm a Leo. <laughs> okay. I- I'm a Gemini. So I'm very good at compartmentalizing. So I understand. I don't think, yeah, one should have nothing to do with the other. What about the opposite of that? Do people come into the hospital, like when they're going to get anesthesia and they're going into rapturation and they're like, oh my God, that's Tiffany from Housewives and I want a picture? <laughs> I've had one patient, one who recognized me and said something. Other people may have recognized me and not said anything, um, but I will say that I work in a hospital where the majority of our patients are underserved, many of whom do not speak English and probably um, don't watch um, much TV, and many patients who live in halfway homes or are homeless um, or um, part of the... um, prison system. So um, I I don't think the demographic that is watching Housewives is the demographic of patients that I'm caring for. But one time ever, a patient did say, um, I saw you're going to be my anesthesiologist. And she's like, and I freaked out a little bit. (laughs) She's like, just give it to me. But she did not ask for a selfie and she did not ask for another anesthesiologist. (laughs) Well, that's good. Did anyone give you advice, like specifically, like you say, Leah reached out, like Monique, like, did you get advice from any of these other housewives? Like, what was the best advice that somebody gave you and who was it before you started or right as you started? Um, or Leah, or after you filmed before it came out and the world saw you. I don't, I don't remember when we talked, but Leah said, you know, I know it's so hard being the new girl. I was the new girl too. And, and um, she's much younger than I think some of her castmates and I'm much younger than some of my castmates. And she's like, just, you know, be yourself, your children and your family come first. Um, don't let them push you around, like stand up for yourself. That's what Leah told me. Um, and then Monique said, if anyone is mean to you, girl, keep those receipts. And I was like, hmm, what? Um, but now I know what she means. 
Do you have a binder that you're keeping somewhere? Um, I have an Excel spreadsheet with multiple indexed tabs. You're going to be good at the reunion. Just bring everything. Bring whatever you have. I can only say what was said to me. I do not make things up. What about, we have to talk about one of the most iconic things about you. I need to know all about this closet. I mean, I know you have a medical degree and you save lives and all that. And that is amazing. And we could talk about that. I need to hear about, I mean, I'm a self-respecting gay man. I have to hear about your closet. Come on now. Well, are you sure that you're not going to call me obnoxious or tacky afterwards? I am going to love every second of what I hear. Um, I love my closet. I have no shame about my closet. I have worked my ass off for every single thing in that damn closet. And it is my happy place. Um, our house was built from the ground up. So, um, we got with an architect and literally drew plans for the house. You know, how many bedrooms, closets, how big is the kitchen, blah, blah, blah. So my husband is the chef of the family and he's like, oh, I want a huge island and a double range stove and double ovens and blah, blah, blah. And I I was like, I don't really care about the kitchen, but I am going to design a dream closet. So I went on Pinterest. I went on Google. I went on Instagram and just took like screenshots of like, see these like, this part right here, I need these shelves. And then it's no secret that I am a connoisseur of Hermes handbags. So then my um, architect came over and we measured like the width and um, height of each Birkin because they come in different sizes. And so on this shelf, um, it exactly fits like two 35 centimeter Birkins and then two 30 centimeter Birkins in the middle. And then on the next shelf, you know, so on and so forth. And then we um, indexed my jewelry on Excel spreadsheets so that I would have ring holders and little velvet black squares for all my jewelry. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we counted how many pairs of shoes I have and made custom shelves so that the shoes would fill up the entire back wall of my closet. So now what happens if tomorrow you go out and buy like three more Birkins? Oh, well now there's, there's back stock, like, um, on the top there's boxes and also like the Birkins that I don't use very often. Um, and those, um, go in their boxes. They have little dust bags and this little pillow that's made out of tissue paper and you lay them down and then they go on top in my closet that I have to, um, have a ladder to get to. So we do sort of like switch out seasonally, um, things, but it's even the top area is getting full. And now um, I made a rule that it, no, seriously, it, one in equals one out. So I just bought a new bag. So I'm going to be selling something else. And I'm like, where do you sell bags to people? Like on Instagram? Like if I post this, will somebody buy it and like wire transfer me the money? I don't know. I got to figure out how to sell my bags. You could do like the real, real or all like that stuff. There, there's yeah, a, there's a bunch like of like half of it. And I'm like, you're not keeping half of it. Like, I want all of it. <laughs> That's true. You could do on your Instagram. Okay, as two two final questions and then we will wrap up. How do you how would you grade yourself for this season? Like oh, overall. Like overall semester grade. I mean, you are all about the grades and the Excel spreadsheets. I get it. Not, not an A. Not an A. Like B. Like not B minus, just a solid B. That's not so bad. My dad would slap me in the face. I was just going to ask if your mother or father would be upset. (laughs) They would be very upset. Does your mom watch the show? No, she doesn't have Bravo. 
she was part of it. That's all that matters. Yeah, no, no, no. I I also made her promise not to watch it. So <laughs> you're like, please just don't watch this. I was like, please don't watch it. And she was like, I don't watch Bravo anyway. I was like, perfect. You're like, just move on. Yeah. Final question, like overall, how has this experience like changed you as a person? Like, do you feel fun or maybe it hasn't? Like, do you feel fundamentally changed? I mean, I don't know if it was housewives or it was coronavirus, you know, like all the things happened at the same time. So I can't tease out what's responsible for what. Um, But I will tell you that I have learned to be more vulnerable. I have learned to let my guard down a little bit. I get that I've lived my entire life having a guard up and that served me well um, in many respects. Um, But I also see that that's not served me well. Um, So I learned that. And I've learned sort of like who I am as a person, what makes me tick, um, that I'm not a doormat. If you say something about me or my family, like I'm not just going to sit here and take it. Um, And I think in my younger years, I I did take it a lot because I I didn't, I had not found my voice yet. Um, So I think I've found my voice and I've learned how to use it. And really, I just want to tell my story and make people laugh and, you know, have more 11 year olds tell me that I'm their role model. It's, that's it. Those are all positive things. Well, I really, really appreciate you taking your time on your one day off from the hospital. Tell your kids, I'm sorry that I stole you away for a quick chat. <laughs> Where can everyone find you who does not want to block you and actually wants to follow <laughs> you on Instagram? What is your Instagram? My Instagram is Tiffany Moon MD, and same on Twitter and more importantly, TikTok. Um, Tiffany Moon MD across all platforms. I've seen some of your TikToks. I love TikTok. You do. <laughs> I really do. You're good at it. It makes me laugh. It's my hobby. It, I like doing them. I like watching them. It brings me laughter and joy. That's it. I love it. Thank you so much. We'll keep in touch. I will DM you. I'll say hi on Instagram. Love watching you this season. And thank you so much, everyone. Tiffany Moon. Have a great day. Thank you day. so much. Bye. Bye. See you later. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon.